Hi, you're listening to Phoned In, Bomb Magazine's poetry reading by phone podcast. I'm Luke Degnan. In this episode, we will have a reading by Heather Crystal. Heather Crystal is the author of The Difficult Farm and a chapbook, The Seaside. Some new poems have recently appeared in The Believer, Fence, and Skein. Born in Wolfboro, New Hampshire, she now lives in Atlanta and teaches poetry at Emory University. She is also the web editor for Jubilot. More information is at heathercrystal.blogspot.com. Hi, is this Heather? Yes, hi Luke. Hi. How was Juniper? Oh, it was so good. It was so, so good. And totally overwhelming and, um, I don't know. It's a, it's a very saturated time, you know, not, not just with people, but ideas and readings and everything. So it was, it was really quite something. Okay, so I'll read a little bit from The Difficult Farm and I'll read a little bit from the other book and that should, that should be good. Okay. Um, uh, I'll read the first poem from The Difficult Farm, um, which is called It's Not a Good Shortcut If Everyone Dies. Yesterday, looking at a cinder block's reflection, Lightest gray on golden floor, I finally understood painting. I was irate. I took a sledgehammer to the cinder block, but as it was supporting the terrarium, I smashed that as well, and the floor was badly damaged, and the walls weakened, and running outside to see my house collapse, I finally understood architecture. I was irate. I went door to door to my neighbors, trying to explain the system we actually inhabit, and they became absorbed. So we all flapped our arms together. And though we did not fly away, I finally understood how geese make decisions. I was crushed. I wandered the earth for 18 years, honking at anyone who'd listen, and there were a few who even fell in love with me. But because they did not understand I was under a powerful spell, they could not help me. So I walked sadly north, migrating so slowly I never reached anywhere. And in my deceleration, I finally understood infinity's paradox, and I myself began to shrink, until my head was too small to contain much of anything. I'm down to quarks, an idea so tiny it's sometimes not even there and it suits me I appear the thought appears cork um okay I'm going to skip ahead a little bit in the book um this poem is called uh, Themselves Performing Small Brave Acts which is a title that um I came up with with uh, Lisa Olstein the poet um and she also wrote a poem with that title. I will not renounce anything for more than 18 minutes. I don't want to. I want to get changed in my bedroom behind a Japanese screen. I will not renounce the decorative. So many lamps have made me visible to strangers, and where are they now, the strangers? 
I miss them on the side. There are a million places I would like to insert my head. I easily embarrass. I fear the discovery of our wrongs. Things melt, then we mop them, and need not make admissions. I won't renounce the planet over which a family is scattered. Relatives are small green dots. Like other things, they are glowing. Sometimes they move around. I will sit in a furniture showroom and watch a hollow phone. I will sit there and watch it forever. I will not renounce the sea. remembered an exciting thing, which is that um, I have a talk book <laughs> that came out. <laughs> I've been traveling around so much and losing track of things, but um, Matt Odding just put out a chat book called The Seaside um, from Minutes Books, and I'm taking it out of a box, and now my cat wants to eat the bubble wrap, but I'm preventing that. But I'm going to read a couple of poems from that, too, for fun. Um, so uh, this poem is called Teamwork Should Come From The Soul. They were projecting a hologram onto my snowsuit, a hologram of nature, a snowsuit of white. Nature was not moving, but I was moving, and that was most of the plot. We got good readings. They were going to release nature in Los Angeles, Houston, and Maine but I was never going to be released anywhere. They were going to give me snacks and send me into the tundra and evaluate how long I survived. It was our greatest collaboration, I thought, only they were the ones with ideas and I contributed two things, my body and the suggestion that we should maybe try to write it down. When I died, it would be a polar bear that got me, I predicted, and tried to practice relaxing, because I wanted my last feeling to be relaxation, but they said that wouldn't fit in with the show. This next poem uh, is also from uh, the seaside, and it's called Self-Portrait with Fire. They asked me if I was on fire, and I said, no, 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 no. 
I did not want to make trouble. I was lying. I was on fire, on my legs and on my hands. I was ashamed. I tried to hide my legs by kneeling. I set the grass on fire. The colors were a brilliant green and orange combination. I liked it and smoke. I was not in pain or on pain. I was on fire and lying. Why? To the people. Obviously, they loved me, were warm and pink and vocal on a promising spring day with electric buds, electrifying, I mean. I mean bright, 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 like a likeness of me. I wanted to gnaw and to gnaw on an extra large slice of my likeness. I'll read one more poem from the chat book and then I'm going to switch over to some stuff that has a phone in it because that seems appropriate. Um, okay, so this poem is called If You Go Into the Woods, You Will Find It Has a Technology. This tree has a small LED display. It is glowing and it can show you words and it can show you pictures, and it can melt from one choice to another, and you are looking at it, and it wants you to share the message, but it can't see that you are the only one around, and that everyone else is hibernating, which you love. You are so happy and alone with the red and yellow lights. It's a nice day to be in nature, and to read up on the very bland ideas this tree has about how to live. This tree says, grow stronger, and this tree says, fireworks effect. It is trying very hard to inspire you. This tree is the saddest prophet in history, but you don't tell it that. You are trying to show it respect, which gets tiresome, but then it flashes a sneak at you. It's a kind of LED tree hybrid joke. And you could just kiss it for trying, for failing, but it can't see you, and it starts to cry. Um, okay, so now I'm switching over. This is so fun. I have, like, all of these things in front of me, and I'm just choosing among them. It's like... um what are those things where you grab toys with a crane in a store, you know? Um, okay, this poem uh, is called I Highlighted Your Parts. Life is very easy. You just have to memorize it in advance. Like this morning, you put on your watch the wrong way for a moment. That was a brilliant stroke. So small, so human. You just have to know your behavior and execute it, like love, like reaching down to pick up a bullet 
and then no one ever tells you where it's from. Everything lies down and waits its turn. This house, the van, the mast, your private kidney. It's March 18th, a Tuesday. Right away, the phone neglects to ring. Um, okay, now I'm just looking through for this other poem that also has a phone in it. It's very confusing to be reading without hearing or seeing people. It's very strange. Um, let's see. Well, since it seems to be not wanting to be found, I think I will just go back to a difficult farm. And I'm going to read a poem that um, is called Acorn Dewey Question that someone at the Juniper Institute wanted me to read, and I didn't read it. So I'm reading it now, and that seems like an okay thing. Okay. Acorn Dewey Crushed. Dear stupid forest. Dear totally brain-dead forest. Dear beautiful, ugly, stupid forest full of nightingales, why won't you shut up? What do you want from me? A train is too expensive. A clerk will fall asleep. Dear, bitchy, stupendous forest, trade seats with me. Now it is your birthday. Congrats. Someone will probably slap you about the face and ears. Indulgent municipal forest. Forest of scarves and of beards. Dear, rapid, bloodless forest, you are talking all the time. You are not pithy. You are like 8,000 swans. Dear, nasty, pregnant forest, you are so hot. You are environmentally significant. Men love to hang themselves from your standard old growth trees. Don't look at me. You are the one with the ancient noble terror. Bad forest forest with important gangs of leaves. Dear naive forest, what won't you be admitting? Blunt international forest, forest of bees and of hair. You should come back to my house. We can bag drugs all night. You can tell me about your new windows, how they are just now beginning to sprout. You just heard Heather Crystal reading from her book, The Difficult Farm. This was episode 14 of Phoned In. For previous episodes and unique Phoned In content, visit phonedinpoetry.wordpress.com. The music was by the band World's Greatest Dad. For other podcasts, streaming video, web-exclusive interviews, and more, visit bombsite.com.
Poetry. 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 Poetry.